Hi, I'm Margie Namora, and welcome to another episode of our side dish, The Dream Dinner Party. This is the mini episode where we invite a guest to tell us all about their dream dinner party. This is a game I know a lot of people have played, perhaps on long car journeys, maybe even a first date, and definitely around the supper table. So it's really fun to sit down with a different guest each week and hear who they would invite and what they would serve. This week, we have Cloda McKenna, who is so much fun. She makes the most delicious food, but she also makes the setting and everything around her look so beautiful. You'll have seen her cooking on ITV's This Morning, as well as her brilliant Instagram videos she did during lockdown that brought a lot of cheer to a lot of people. And she's also written several brilliant books. I think she's actually the only dream dinner party host where I have actually been to a dinner party that she hosted and it was so much fun. A lot of dancing, mainly to Tina Turner. So I knew that her dream dinner party would be very special. So without further ado, here is Cloda's dream dinner party. I love a dinner party. I like to call it a supper party myself. And I okay, always have, yes, just I because I find it gives more of the vibe that I like to create. Mm. I love having people all around the table, relaxed over food and sharing stories and a little break from the world outside. That's what I think mm. that the ultimate dinner party or supper party is. Oh, yes. I love that alternate name. And also, I have to say, I feel very privileged because I have been to one of your supper parties and <laughs> I don't think anyone throws a more fun supper party. Uh, you are the hostess with the mostess and there's always dancing and everything like that. Do you get to throw them very often? Um, I do. I do. I mean, I cook supper at home every night, um, but that's yeah. just usually just the two of us or, you know, random family members. But every weekend I have people for supper. I mean, I love Dang. it. I look, it's my way of kind of unwinding and relaxing at the weekend. If I haven't had it, if I haven't had one, you know, friends around for supper, I feel like I haven't had a complete break. Mm, that's so interesting. So it's your way of relaxing. Mm, yeah. Are you an introvert or an extrovert? Like, do you get your energy from other people? I think... I think all of us are a mix of both, aren't mm. we? Otherwise, we're kind of like extreme. But I think yeah. I'm definitely a mix of both. I like being on my own and I like being with people. So yeah. it just depends on, like everybody, how you feel. If you feel overloaded with a lot of people, then you need to be on your own a little bit. But. Mm. So, Cloda McKenna, this is your dream dinner party. And we're going to start by talking about your dream dinner party guest list. So who yes. are you thinking about inviting? So top of the list is Elvis. Um, <gasps> then there's the recently um, departed um, Jane Birkin. Um, mm. And then there is a very good friend of mine, Bob Geldof. Um, <gasps> and then um, Johnny Depp. Oh, my goodness. Cloda. OK, so talk us through these choices, starting with Elvis. Mm. Starting with Elvis, I would, I mean, he's a, one of the most talented musicians um, that our world has ever seen. Um, mm. And he had quite a struggle in life. Um, and I would love and I love the I, I'm so interested in how he learned to sound and how he learned to. He's so unique. There are very few artists that are as unique as him. Nobody can ever kind of be similar mm. to Elvis. There's nobody similar to Elvis. And I just be so interested 
hearing about how he learned his, you know, his music and his beat and his sound through, you know, the gospel music as that's how he learned it. That's how he found his sound with all of the great jazz musicians, you know, growing up in Mississippi. And I would love to learn more. And I'd love to hear him sing. I want him to sing to me over supper. I want him to sing for his supper. What what would be the like number one song you'd get him to sing? I think one of the old gospel songs that he grew up with. He's one of those artists. I mean, maybe he was even is he the original artist with one name, but he's one of those people of a time where we'll never get a superstar like him again because it was just there weren't as many famous people and it was just it was so different. I don't think that will ever happen again. Yeah. And his life was all music. I mean, there was mm. nothing else. There wasn't room for anything else. But so I'd be really excited to have him for supper. I mean, yeah, that would be amazing. OK. And then Jane Birkin. Mm. Oh, Jane Birkin, because I can you imagine the wonderful stories that she has, of, you know, living in France and moving from England over to France, um, you know, all throughout the 60s and 70s and 80s, all the incredible you know, times that she had with Gansberg and, and all that incredible, you know, very exciting kind of French time in, in, in that era would have been mm. amazing. And the stories of hanging out with Bridget Bardo and, and everything <gasps> there, just the stories must be amazing. Yeah. Also, she was such an icon, but also so unique because she was so low key. Like so many other people, if if they'd lived her life, they would have been such a different kind of person. But she kind of just seemed to take it all in her stride and was just very cool. <laughs> she was very, very cool. Very, very cool. Yeah. I mean, I'd be just so interested to hear all her stories. She must have so yeah, many she, stories. Yeah, she really must do. And then next on your list, was it Bob Geldof? And Bob Geldof, who is a friend. <laughs> and he is, I, I think, probably the most... You know, the greatest activist of all of our era um, mm. and what everything that he did, you know, with Live Aid and continues to do. Um, and he is one of the most learned and educated and interesting people that I've ever met in my life. And wow. he um, so he has to be at the table because he's the best person to have around at the table. He really makes you think about what you're doing in the life in the most gentle, gentle way. He's really gentle. That's so cool, Cloda. Yeah. And then your final guest um, is Johnny Depp, who I know as well. He is well, one of my favorite actors. He is such an incredible actor and such a gentle soul. And so incredibly interesting and funny and shy and 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 just brilliant um and full of brilliant stories when we were setting this up i was thinking that maybe your number one guest might be tina turner yeah i mean i think that you know they say never to meet your hero mm. <laughs> so i just can't meet her i've never been to her concerts Nothing, because she's such been such a, like an idol of mine since I was like really small. Yeah, um, I love. I know every single thing about her life. I've read and seen <laughs> everything about her. So there's a part of me that is is okay with never having met her. 
Okay, we'll keep her on the pedestal and so yeah. she can be completely untarnished. Yeah. And so set the scene for this dream dinner party. Where is it happening? Because you have such a gorgeous setting at home. Is it going to be at home? It would definitely be at home. I have all my suppers, well, obviously at home, like everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> so it would be at our home in the country um, in or a little farm because the atmosphere here is magical. I'm saying that it's the autumn um, mm. and... Because we're now in autumn, so I'm keeping it in autumn, where it'll be in Chile. I built a pub, an Irish pub, in our woods um, two over two years ago, two and a half years ago. And outside of it, there's this really beautiful, very special table um, that we I got built by a local carpenter. He made it in situ because it's so long um, and it's made from all our own wood um, oh, wow. that we seasoned. And that table has had the most magical memories around it. So it would have to be on that table. So we'd start off with a pint of Guinness um, in our pub because we have Guinness on draft in my little pub. Oh, um, my goodness. And that pub is the bearer of everything memorable, I think, that's ever happened for people in in our lives is happens in that pub so we'd start with um, a delicious pint of Guinness with Carlingford oysters from Ireland who are really really good friends of mine and they send oysters over to me um, and they come 24 hours after they've been harvested Um, so we'd have that and I know they're Bob's favorites as well so we would definitely start off with all Irish celebration of all Irish Um, and and how do you serve your oysters at raw, straight up. Mm. I'm a purist when it comes to comes to oysters. The minute I see people putting Tabasco or anything on them, I think, oh, just have a teaspoon of Tabasco instead because it overrides all okay. the wonderful <laughs> fresh flavor of an oyster. And an oyster should be enjoyed just mm. on its own. So you, you really taste the sea and and taste the mm. oyster rather than having an oyster and washing it down with Tabasco, which I think is such a yeah. sin. <laughs> that makes um, sense. That makes sense. And for your supper parties in general, what time do you tend to ask people? What time um, do they begin? 7.30 is usually okay. the time. Um, and then sitting down at 8.30, because I like to have time after the dinner as well. So I'd have everybody come about 7.30, having the drink in the pub, and then going outside back over to the table. I love taking the time through the I usually when I'm having like a big kind of important supper or when there's a lot of people coming or when I want to make it super special or it's in celebration or something I always start the day before where I'll Mm. I don't like being stressed and you know when I'm and I've got people coming because I think that there's no point in having a supper if you're not in great form and people are there because it's in the end of the day it's really nothing about the food it's nothing about the table setting it's about the feeling that you're able to have and if you're stressed and you have the most amazing food it really doesn't matter the food could taste amazing and people won't enjoy themselves that's so true so I start I always try to get like a cook ahead done so like in the autumn time like this I love to do like a slow cook so whether it would be and usually would be using our own meat so we have cattle and we have pigs so I do something from our own meat so a lovely okay. slow cooked braised casserole um, that I would get going the day before. Um, and then I get all of the place settings and everything like that all organized before and all kind of just stacked up and 
stacked up at the side so that in the morning then, which I really, really love, I love getting up really early in the morning of when I'm having a separate party and having that time and being on my own and laying all the table out and picking the flowers and having all that mm. done um, early morning. So then I can enjoy then going down to the garden and picking vegetables and and all of the other things that I usually make up. Starter, I usually make up completely of things that are from the garden. So if it's now in the autumn Gorgeous. time, we've got beautiful beetroots um, and carrots and chard. I mean, I have enough chard to feed an army. <laughs> and <Okay. laughs> and um, all of the end of the kind of autumn tomatoes are still going, which is really lovely to see. And then we've got all the squash and all the pumpkins. Um, so it's really lovely in the garden at the moment. I love those kind of fruits. And, mm. and then the orchard, we have loads of pears um, and apples. So, um, yeah, that, that sounds my... gorgeous. <laughs> OK, so you, you're going to start with the oysters and then you'll move on to some seasonal vegetables from the garden. How would you prepare those? I think I'd probably do either pickled vegetables with like lemon whipped ricotta, which I really love having that Ooh. freshness of all the vegetables. And I love simply mm. just getting really good quality ricotta, maybe like English ricotta and mm. whipping it with really good olive oil, sea salt and lemon juice. And you can really pickle them so beautifully. So like carrots pickled with caraway seeds um, or beetroot you know, pickled with lots of fresh dill in there, which goes really well with them. And that look tastes really good when you're dipping in and out. So that's my starter. Oh, that sounds amazing. Okay. And then we're moving on to a beautiful stew that was prepared the day before and it's just getting better and better overnight. What do you think you'd serve with that? I think I'd serve, I love getting, which I've been doing a lot at the moment, is getting all our chard, like tons of it, and chopping it all up quite finely, putting it into a big bowl and then masquerading it in like a lovely mustardy, zingy, citrusy dressing and leaving that for mm. about an hour before I serve it up beside it because chard, it's not like as soft as a lettuce leaf, mm. which is really nice. So it gets lovely and crunchy, but needs to masquerade a little bit. And that's so refreshing to have when you've had mm. like a really slow cooked whether it's a beurre bourguignon or whether you're doing like a pork apple cider, sage kind of slow cook. It's really lovely and refreshing. Your palate is cleansed for incoming dessert. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. And we should say, I mean, I only have one point of reference, but at your supper parties, it's quite common that there's dancing in between each course. Isn't that right? Yes, that is very, yeah. very true. Well remembered. <laughs> I mean, you've got Elvis there. It would be rude not to have dancing. In it would be the Elvis course. there. So, yeah, I do quite like in between course dancing because I think it's lovely. It prolongs the dinner and then you feel refreshed mm. and you sit down. And you've also got to check the vibe as well. Sometimes I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm <laughs> and tired. Okay, we might just do like a little music session afterwards around the fire. But it always has music somewhere in it I mean music is definitely my my other passion besides mm. cooking okay and so now it's time for pudding what are you thinking now it's time for pudding um and we do have beautiful pears at the moment which I think I would slow poach them in marsala 
um, or sell a wine and star anise and then serve them up with an orange blossom whipped creme fraiche. Mm. Oh my goodness, Claudia, that sounds amazing. Maybe this weekend, this is actually going to be the menu. That sounds incredible. And so after supper, you said maybe you go and sit around the fire and there'd be more music. Music is such a big part of your life and I know that you're very passionate about it. Are you musical yourself in terms of singing and like, do you play an instrument? Yeah, I'm definitely musical. I can kind of dab at a lot of instruments. I'm not like Mm. amazing at any of them. I think it's because so many of my friends are music artists that I can never say, oh, I'm really good at that because then they play it and I'm like, okay, I'm really bad. But I kind of like dabble at lots and I love singing and I love dancing and I love getting everybody around together to sing a song, whether they feel that they have a voice or not. Everybody has a voice. So I think if you sing with passion, you sound good. It doesn't actually matter yeah. how your tone is. Cloda, only someone with a very beautiful voice would say that because you haven't heard me singing. You you wouldn't want me singing at one of your I know I would. Parties. I know I would. <laughs> but Cloda, do you think, are we going to see you on Strictly Come Dancing anytime soon? Do you know what? I don't think You'd so. You'd be perfect. Do you know what? I don't think so. I don't think Why? so. Clodagh, I think you could win, even without training. I feel like that glitter ball would be yours. Do you know what? I would love to do the training without having to do oh, yeah. it all on television. I quite like yeah. the I... kind of world. I kind of don't know okay. if I want to fling myself out okay. into, the, um, <laughs> into the UK stratosphere. <laughs> okay, I, I get that. And as the uh, Dream Dinner Party comes to a close, what time do you typically like people to go home from your dinner parties? Oh, never. I am definitely that host that go, that is like, no, don't go, no. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely that do you, do you not need very much sleep? Like, what's your secret? Because you always have so much energy. No, I do need a lot of sleep. I do. I sleep okay. on average nine hours a night. Um, oh, you do? Okay. Oh, that sounds really weird to say that loud. And I know it's weird. No. I do. I sleep nine hours, sometimes even ten. I need okay. a lot of sleep because I've got really big energy. And so if I don't get yeah. sleep, I'm a bit ratty. But when I'm having people over, I get so energized by like music and everybody having fun and mm. a moment being created. I love moments in life. I think that's what we live for. And it's yeah. good not to lose track of that because you can lose track of that, right? It's what we live for. I completely agree. Well, with that, I don't want to keep you any longer, Cloda. So we're going to say goodbye. That was your dream dinner party. Thank you so much, Cloda McKenna. So there we have it. Cloda's dream dinner party is over. The food has been eaten. The guests have gone home. I do hope you enjoyed today's episode and make sure you're subscribed to catch all episodes of the dream dinner party. And of course, there's the island dishes. Thank you so much for listening. Bye.